0: Welcome back to the 8th episode of the Two Bros Talkin' Sports Podcast. We are in a world where Kansas football is 4-0, Syracuse football is 4-0. We've got some interesting stuff going on here. Uh, week 3 of NFL is just about up. we got a very exciting game going on right now, the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys. I believe it is 6-3 at half. Just as exciting as Sunday night football. We'll get into that game later. Uh, Michael, anything you want to start off with? Then?
1: Yeah, the, it seems like at the beginning of the season, defenses um are really like overtaking the offense but as the as the season goes on it seems to catch up it's not catching up right now the defense like there's just some bad offense right now and I don't know if it's um, teams taking taking uh, you know the playbook of the Packers where they're not playing in any of the preseason games it's just taking so long to get acclimated or what but it is just it's hard football to watch right now.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of saying about, like, with new coaches, how hard it is to learn a new offense. I mean, you look at Rodgers even a couple years ago when LaFleur first came in. It took him a year to get the, the offense down. Yep. So you have yep. a lot of veterans going to new places, which I could have a part in it. Or you to hear about quarterbacks
1: that, that are in a new uh, in a new system yeah. or, or um, you know, like Justin Fields, like this is, is probably, what, his third offensive
0: coordinator it, it, in the it's, last few years. He or sucks. Or so. no, just he like something like that. Other
1: like, it's just um, – you know stuff like that, but I don't
0: know. Anyways, we'll move right in here. Uh, we have a special guest with us tonight, uh, Carter. He's a longtime friend of mine. We uh, we've been playing sports together since we were in about third grade. Michael, the old man, was actually our coach for about four years in basketball. Yep, coach. Uh, Carter, go ahead. Tell us who you cheer for and why you love sports. Hey guys, uh, excited to be here. Uh, like you said, my name's Carter. Big big long time Viking fan. So. Coming off of a huge W yesterday, so I'm feeling good. Worst part about them, um, by the way. Worst part about them. <laughs> uh, you know, it might have taken a couple years off my life, but it was, it was a good win for the Vikes yesterday.
2: Um but Red Sox fans, uh, I believe they just got mathematically eliminated. They did, yeah. The a couple days here. Yeah. So, good
1: roster, but. Uh, didn't work out for them this year. But That's yeah, all right. You got some you've got some more titles than the than the Brewers, right? Like you're you're fine. You can no. a down year ain't yeah. gonna hurt anybody. Took a hundred
0: years to right. do it, but they got there. Right. But no,
2: I'm excited to be here with you too and talk to sports. I told them I got home from my golf outing day and wrote down a whole page worth of notes, so I'm I'm excited to get going here.
0: That's yeah, Carter Carter's a, a loyal listener to Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast I mean, no. so Excuse me. Uh, we definitely knew we had to get him on here, and we'll we'll for sure get some other people on here. But Carter, congratulations! You are our first guest on the Two Girls Talk Sports <laughs> podcast. Well done. Uh, we'll uh, we'll go into we'll go into some house cleaning baseball stuff here uh, real quick. Uh, we're not gonna spend a lot of baseball because we're gonna it's gonna be more football today. Obviously, with football season being a full swing, but Albert did reach seven hundred. That was a discussion on the last pod. Uh yeah. he actually he didn't waste any time getting no. 700. Six, to seven hundred. He hit six six ninety nine I believe the next at bat he hits seven hundred. He back back uh years. he he's letting the fan keep the ball. Said, you know, balls and memorabilia and there all that go. stuff should be for fans. So That's pretty cool. we'll see if that changes. Uh but any any thoughts on the machine,
1: Albert? I mean for him. <clears throat> it's pretty awesome that it you know that, that that feat was was reached and that milestone was was talking about. I think that was the perfect way we were talking with some buddies about records and things like that. Um with Judge with the 61 and everything. And I think we were talking about seven hundred being the record. And it's not a record, but it is a milestone um that, you know, there's four guys that have done it. So um, you know, pretty cool for him. Deep down inside I was hoping he hit seven hundred, so now he retires so I don't have to deal with him anymore as Brewers fans. So um you know, I, I, I will
0: I will say one thing about the judge thing that pisses me off. I am sick and tired of my sports that I'm watching getting interrupted. Or every time he's up to bat, ESPN's yeah. got to send me notification of yeah. every single pitch. It's a little annoying, but... Uh, that's that's the New York media. Me, exactly. You wonder why I don't like the Yankees and when I don't like
1: the, the Met. That's the New York media right there. I don't need that bullshit put down my throat. I don't need it. If I want to search it out,
0: I will. As I told you in the chat last week, no, no New York media, no ESPN. So, so, that that
1: I don't uh, that I don't agree with. It was in Bristol, Carter, Connecticut. You are a
0: you are a Red Sox fan. How do you what do you think of Aaron Judge the the Albert stuff all that? Well, you know, I I, I just wanted to add one thing about the baseball. You guys, I mean, that that fan is going to get some sort of offer that's going to
1: entice him to give up that baseball. I mean, that's part of baseball history. I mean, any sort of money that they offer, I mean, there's got to be an offer coming that way. Don't you don't you guys think? I mean, I think everybody's got a number.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's what I heard on Dan Patrick the other day, too. Everybody's yeah, got I mean, a number. It's, it's like live golf.
1: Everybody's
2: got a number, right? Everybody's yeah. got a number. I yeah, mean, and, and, and to add about Aaron Judge, I mean, I didn't realize this until I looked it up not too long ago. Aaron Judge is 30 years old. Yeah, he's guy, he's he, old. He, he, he hasn't been around too long, and I mean, obviously he's playing
0: this in a contract here and he's going to get a massive deal. But, I mean, you're not I – I feel like we can't even talk one total numbers here. I mean, the guy's 30. Yeah. That blew my mind when, when I figured out he was 30 years old. Well, I don't even
1: think he hit the bigs until he was 23, 20, 24. 20, it wasn't 23. 20,
0: it was like 25, 20, 20, maybe even 26. Right? Yeah.
2: And, um. And if, and if those boys in pinstripes don't pay him as money – you
1: better watch out for those socks, baby. Don't they'll they'll pony, don't pony well, up. And, uh, You the, could see him hitting over the monster, right? The the
0: yeah, the interesting thing with
1: exactly, he yeah, he'd be hitting hitting single lasers off that thing because yeah. he hit it so hard.
0: Uh, so Aaron Judge came up in 2016. He was 24, played 27 games a year. So his first full year, he was an all-star. He's 25, but. The, the 2016? Other, 2016. He's been up since 2016. But 2017 was his first full year.
1: Okay, but that 20...
0: Okay. So, um, 2020... The, okay, 5 The, years the in. other interesting thing about Judge being in this contract year, he's in the same year that Albert was when he got his massive contract with the Angels. Nobody's yeah. going to pay like that anymore. No. Being so old, but Judge's going to get his money. I mean, he's even on triple crown watch well, as we well. we talked
1: about, he's probably going to get six, seven-year deal. and It won't be time. And, and it's going to be uh, a bigger... You know, it's it's it, the, the length of the deal, we're talking six, seven years, but the more majority of the money is going to be in that first three to four years and then kind of taper off, wouldn't you
0: think? I mean, a lot of teams like to back end it towards the end. They like to build, and then as he gets older, they, they pay him yeah, more. Yeah, but, but you're, you're I'm, not doing that on a 30 agree, year old. I agree with you, but that's what you see a lot of contracts being. Right, right. Um,
1: well, I get that on a 20 year old, but.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Another thing you got to think about is Aaron Judge is what six eight. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. I, will his body ever start to break down? I mean, well, I, that's and, a lot of stress on a big dude playing, you know, day in and day out. I mean, he's got to be in the one hundred and fifty games range for the year.
0: Six seventy, like, six seven, two eighty.
2: Yeah. I think now yeah. that now
1: that he can go, um, uh, in either league and be a DH that if helps. he needs to, yeah. that obviously helps. But yeah, his size, 6'7", 280, that's Zion right there. Yeah. That's not, you know, not body type, obviously, because uh, Judge is like a chiseled Greek god, whereas Zion has a little, you know, little flab around the...
0: Around the waist, but yeah, I saw a picture of him today. He looks, he easy. looks, he looks better. That's Zion good. Does. That's good. I hope um, he's down in the
1: 255
0: range. Some some quick other things. Baseball. The the Guardians clinched yesterday. The AL Central. They're the youngest team in baseball. Carter, that's your old manager, uh, Francona over there. You know, so Hall of Famer. What a what a manager. Yep. What a job. So sure. so good for the Guardians. Uh, and then just locally, the the Brewers open up a series, a two game series against the Cardinals tomorrow. Yeah. They're one and a half games back. Um. Doesn't it like we we've said it for for how long now? They got to enter
1: like it's it's do or die now. Like right? I mean we're you got ten games left in the season. I believe nine games left in the season. It's got to happen. And you think nine? There's a game and a half in nine. You could go seven and two. The other team can go five and four. Like you got to play some good baseball. That final nine. Because there's, there's, there's
0: not a one sixty three anymore, so it's all tiebreakers. And, and, and are they behind in both tiebreakers? Did I, I read that? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, with with that, that'll be our little baseball spiel. We always somehow we find a way to push it out to ten minutes. But we did. Uh, we'll move on to the Presidents' Cup. Michael's got a lot to say about that. Uh, Carter and I will sprinkle in some stuff there. We'll move on to the Presidents' Cup here.
3: Okay, Presidents Cup. Let's take a look.
1: Uh, final was 17 and a half USA, 12 and a half international. Um, you know the way it started. They played five matches on Thursday. Uh, USA went up 4-1. Um, Friday they also won 4-1. Um, so it had an 8-2 lead after after two days, and it was looking pretty pretty bleak for the internationals. the The interesting thing was is they were they were only a couple holes away from making the run and making it, you know, even the 7-3, 6-4 range, six and a half three and a half, 3.5, you know, so, somewhere in that range. Um, and then they had a good uh, Saturday. They tied 2-2, two, two, and then they won the afternoon 3-1, so they made it 11-7 going into singles. But that's where America was kind of at their best was the singles um, MVP of the— of the uh, president's cup, any guesses? Max
0: Homa, dude's a monster. Not Max Homa, dude's a monster. Jordan, Jordan Spieth Jordan. went five and all. Yeah. Yep, yeah. good for. I speed. thought I thought you were gonna ride the the Justin Thomas train like you. Oh always well, did. he lost. He he lost but, his uh, final. I'm 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 gonna say a few things about the president's cup, and we'll let Carter say anything yeah. he's got, and Michael continue first. Billy Horschel, you look awful without a hat. That's the dumbest did, look in golf. I hate when people don't wear hats. It looks stupid. Did you hear why he wasn't wearing a hat? Well, you look like you should be in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that's what it looks like. Did you hear why no, he wasn't wearing, hear why wasn't wearing a hat? He wasn't
1: wearing a hat because he wears a hat for his sponsors. But since this wasn't sponsored by anybody, then that's why he didn't wear a hat. stupid. I didn't stupid.
0: like it either. It uh, wasn't a good look. Two, Max Holma, you're a freaking monster. Yeah, I love he's, you. He's, he's going to be Captain America by the time he's done yep. with, his, with his golf career. Yep. Um, And it just – I mean, I didn't watch a whole lot because I just felt like the Americans were, you know, we're going to kick butt, and they pretty much did until Saturday. They made it – you know, the internationals made it a little interesting for Sunday. Uh, but it just looked like every time the internationals needed to kind of make a big putt to either get a point or just to save USA from getting them, you know, getting one up or two up or whatever, they just – they didn't fall. So – uh, I think u s a was obviously they were heavily favored, and I think they did exactly what they were going to do. I love Kisner saying that he was on his on the team to party and bring a little bit of life yeah uh, he said he contributed a full point just by drinking and stuff like that, so love kids for that but I think u s a did exactly what they were supposed to do yeah uh, they like i said they they
1: sometimes it's difficult going in with that type of pressure because you have to you you have to you know you everybody's going after you, basically. You're you're the ones that are supposed to win. You have that added pressure. Um,
0: but they, you know, they answered the bell and they did what they needed to do. I, I love team events when it's like when you represent your country. I'll, I'll watch it for anything, whether it's golf, basketball. Um, what was I going to say? What was it, soccer, obviously. I love watching countries. I'll even watch a little bit of Olympic volleyball when it's USA. I can't stand volleyball. I think it's just a dumb sport. But uh, I will watch it when Team USA. I just think representing your country is so cool. So... I think the Ryder Cup's obviously a bigger, a lot bigger than this, but it, it's still a cool event. And uh, Carter, the best golfer out of us three. Uh, you got any thoughts on the President's Cup here?
2: Yeah, so so first thing I want to say is uh, I looked this up tonight. That's 12 out of 14 President's Cup for the United States. Yep. So absolutely dominant there. One um, tie and like one the, loss. Yeah. On, on the West side is obviously Speed 5 0, uh, phenomenal. Um, Homa. I, he was four and all um, as a rookie, and I believe in these team events. Yep. And then one one kind of head scratcher for me was Scotty Scheffler going 0-3 and one. I mean, after that meltdown at the Tour Championship, you wonder if his his heart just wasn't in it, or maybe he lost a little swagger at, after that event. I don't know. Um, and then just one more quick thing to add is the United States with Spieth and Thomas together and Canley and Shawley, yeah. I mean those two they, are really good too those, those guys going out together I feel like they're going to dominate for a, for another 10 years together with those pairs I mean uh, I, Thomas and Spieth didn't lose and I think Canley and Shawley lost maybe a one up match yeah. I believe it was I think it was to the, the Kim brothers Siwoo and Tom uh, but, but no I mean I think I think the, the, the american golf is in good hands with these guys it was, it was pretty cool to see um one guy from the internationals i just want to talk about is tom kim yep. he was doing three in the event but but the dude's 20 years old yeah I mean, uh, it, it was pretty cool to see I mean,
0: younger trace and i going out there <laughs> and playing in a big event like this on the opposing team soil i mean that that takes a lot out of uh a lot of nerves and, nerve and, I can't, out there and I yeah, can't. I can't even perform in a six-man scramble at Farview. I mean, it's <laughs> right. it's impressive. Yeah, but no, Tom Kim, Tom
2: Kim looked like he's going to be a player for some years to come. So
1: yeah, on Saturday, a couple things on that. On Saturday, they were interviewing him after he won. He he made a putt to win one of the matches, and they asked him about you know being there and and you nerves and he goes, this is what I wanted. And for somebody to, to come out and say, like, obviously people come out and say those types of things. Um, yeah. But you could tell in the middle of the session, in the middle of the run, that, that, that is, that is what he's looked forward to. That's, that is the spot that he wants. So that, that I think is pretty awesome that, yeah. you know, that type of pressure. And again, it's kind of like, you don't know any better. You're too young. You don't, your first time you don't know how big of a stage it is you're just doing what you do you play golf that's what you do um so I thought that was really cool like obviously you know I was rooting for the Americans but uh he's he's a fun guy to watch and I, I enjoyed watching him and yeah you know sometimes the um you know him getting excited and things like that when they're going against your team. You don't love that, but it's kind of like Rory and the Ryder Cup. Like you don't like him that week, but, a shit. You, I, but I, I you, love it. but, I, you, know, but you, like Macri, you know what I mean. But um, you like Rory McIlroy, you know what I mean. And then another cool thing um, I wanted to say about Max, home. I don't. I couldn't find the quote, um, but he did come out and say after he made the um, the putt on seventeen on Saturday, or uh, so it was Friday. It was Friday. He makes a putt on seventeen. Um, to go one up. It was an awesome, then awesome he, moment. Th- then he makes a putt on eighteen after somebody had just made a putt against him too. He had to make the putt to win by one, one up, and he does. And he said he was talking to his wife, and he said when we talk about money yeah. and and um, you know, things that money can't buy, this is that feeling. This is that feeling that money can't buy. And he said, I will tell anybody who wants to listen. So I just thought that was a cool way, like another little slight against uh, Liv, I feel, but also just like, like, that's that's how excited he was. They you, you could tell the Americans wanted to be there, and even the internationals, they wanted to be there too. Like these 24 guys were all PGA Tour guys, and I think it was an awesome display of
0: that. Yeah, uh, the, you know, the, the pundits that say golf is boring and, and all that, they've definitely never watched the Presidents or Riders' Cup. I love it just because there's a different sort of atmosphere. It's match, um, match play is amazing. My, my last question on this, how different, are the results different if live isn't a thing and you have the Cameron Smiths and, and the guys who left, is the result different for the Presidents' Cup that the, the world team or international team? Wins? Cutter, what do you think? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, you you look, if the, the Americans –
2: um, they can add back Dustin Johnson versus Kefka, DeChambeau, um, uh, I mean, to
0: Bryson ain't them. making my That's cut. Like, I'm taking Kisner over Bryson. <laughs> yep. Um, or I, I mean, on, the, on the international side, I think obviously the one, the one big
2: guy you look at is Cam Smith, um. But other than that, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a ton that they're missing. Is there any Mark
1: Leishman? Joaquin Neiman, I I think, would have been, it was definitely on this. Abraham Answer would have been on that squad. But I think that probably knocks those two Canadians out. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the Koreans are still there. But, yeah, yeah. Cam Smith, obviously, number two player mm-hmm. in the world is there. But, like you said, the United States is going to do it. And remember, United States was without Will Zalatoris, who had just won his first event and was playing amazing golf, and he got injured. So, I mean... I, and,
2: and Daniel Berger from the Ryder Cup, he was out injured.
1: I injured as well, yeah. Yeah, and he's been on a President's Cup and a Ryder Cup. So, yep. yeah, um... I would have, I, guys, I would have loved, loved, loved to see, been a little fly on the wall and see what uh,
2: DJ and Brooksy were up to this week. To see if they were <laughs> doing an in, or see if they were giving it a, a blind eye. I would have loved to see um, what was going on with them. Honestly, um, I don't think those two care so much. I think Dawson
1: does. I don't think Brooks does.
2: I, I think. Apple you could throw in that
1: pool. Yeah. Camera. Yeah, or how about, how about Patrick Reed, Mr. Bryson, Captain America?
0: Bryson can stick to a driving range for all I care and try to hit as oh, far as he can. man. The scientist. <laughs> Just real quick, real quick.
1: I, I sent this in the chat. Carter, right, I sent this to you. Did you see Bryson getting his eye poked out and possibly <laughs> had to go to the emergency was- room because he walked into a, a rope uh, at one of the events?
2: It
0: looked like he
2: got shot. <laughs> he
0: <to> <laughs> such a bad look. I'm like, dude, you're you're all about power and speed
1: and strength and dude, oh god, my eye, the fuck like
0: I just such I saw, I saw so many memes, it was like Live can't afford volunteers because I paid the players too much or something <laughs> like that. And, but uh It's just it's a
1: really bad look, Bryson. It's a really bad look. And this is coming from a podcast
0: in little old Wisconsin, but it's a really bad look. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, that kind of wraps up our presence cup. Unless anybody's Grace, got anything else. Grace, I want to add one more thing. Yeah, go the, for it. The goal. So I was I was on Twitter this morning, and uh, your boy Max Holman, he tweeted out, and it was only a couple words, but it was a great tweet. He said, "Update." I am on well, and this was at about seven thirty this morning. <laughs> and Justin Thomas commented on it and said retweet. So I think those American boys were partying hard. Oh yeah, it. I think they oh, they should have yeah. tagged Kevin Kisner in that tweet because he's probably the one who got them all screwed up. Yeah,
2: yeah. Sanders a partier. They, they represented American golf very well this week. So yeah, yeah it was good, awesome. good
0: for them. And uh, Carter, who is your favorite golfer? I think I know, but who is it?
2: Well. My, you know, my dad's a big lefty fan. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I I don't know if I really have a favorite. I I really like to see um, Scotty come up this year. That was really cool. Uh, but as far as as far as modeling my game and someone I would love to play like Colin Morikawa. I mean that dude.
0: Yeah. Has smoothest swing. He strikes it perfect. Uh, so I try to emulate little things in my game with him because I mean that. Dude He's a stud. So. See, I was going to guess Speth. I felt like a couple years ago you were a big Speth guy. That, that was my guess, but I, I could try, be wrong. I kind of read the hype. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's a <laughs> big hype, I like to root for them. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the fun part. All right, that's, that's fair. fair. At least you can yeah, admit it. I know you it, guys really? aren't
2: big lefty fans anymore,
1: but um, I used I just to be rooting for him growing I, up. And... I don't have a problem with Phil Mickelson. He, we've talked about it. He's in the. In the the age group
0: were he just does shady stuff does, well, he, well, I mean, yeah, but I have no problem with Phil the golfer. Right. But the the other stuff is kind of just like, all right, yeah, so you let's it's channeled in a little bit. Yeah.
1: But I I've, I've always when I had to choose between Phil and Tiger, I was a Phil fan. Is
0: really? that because your dad was a big Tiger fan?
1: Uh no. I, I just like Phil more. I, mean, I think I think Phil was
2: easier to root for. Getting to the point in his career, I think you were kind of going with Michael, where he was either going to go to the Champions Tour or live. I yeah, mean, yeah. He was getting to the point where he wasn't really able to compete with the young guns anymore. So
1: right. Can
2: you can you blame him?
1: I don't no, think. no, and that's and that's the thing. He's the he's the he's the type of player that I'm like. That's fine. Live is for you. It's yep. not for the kids coming out of college. He, it's he, not he for might be
0: pissed all these people did come to live because now he can't even compete in the live tournaments. So. Yeah, he's
1: still getting paid, <laughs> so I don't think he cares.
0: Um, but, yeah, with, with, with that, that kind of wraps up our golf for a while. I mean, probably till early spring uh, when some start, tournaments start coming around, probably late February, or early March, right? Oh, I'm watching. I mean, uh, you, we're not, we're, not, we're not talking about it. That's what I'm going to well, say. Well, I can be our, our no, golf inside. We're not s- we're not spending time <laughs> on the if JT the wins. Web, the, the web the web.com's dark back tour. You event. know the web.com is I'm not I'm well a aware. Thing exactly. That's how much I care. All right. So golf is dead in the podcast wins, for a little bit. If JT
1: wins, we're talking about it on the The only podcast.
0: kind of golf we're talking is Putt putt when we golf here. So
2: uh that kinda It's
0: fall
2: scramble season, so maybe it was. Yeah, maybe
0: yeah. maybe we have a fall scramble. Yeah. That's about it. It won't be any it won't be any professional. But uh yeah, that wraps up our golf season. I know some people like our golf talk on here, some people don't. Some so people don't. for the people who don't, you're welcome. Uh for the people who do, I'm sorry, but we'll move on here. We got college football, it was a bit another busy week. We're getting kind of into the meat and potatoes of the college football season. Uh, conference plays starting up here. Uh, just a couple of headlines from the college football week four that happened. Uh, Oklahoma dropped Kansas State. I w- was it. I believe it was at Oklahoma. It, it was. Uh, that is the 12th time since 1999 they've lost at home. I mean, they are ridiculous at home. Uh, some other headlines here. Georgia Tech fired Jeff Collins. He got the axe. Uh, he has definitely struggled there. Georgia Tech went from... A, Pretty consistent program to a program that has struggled. Uh, USC survived uh, the the Oregon State game that was not able to be watched on TV for anybody in the country because that makes any sense. That is asinine. You know that. But, uh, you know, we got Aaron Judge coming up for a home run right now, but we can't show the USC game.
2: Uh, was it this week with the room Edwards stuff come out? Was that all this week where or- – his assistants were leaking information to the opposing team. Yep. Like, so, uh, Wait,
0: what? That's yeah, Her, awesome. Her, 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 we talked about the last podcast. He got yeah. fired, but then this week it came out uh, via the athletic and some other reports that his assistant coaches were leaking information <laughs> uh, to other teams <laughs> to get him fired. Unreal. That yeah. that's classic. I mean, I, that's classic. And, and it's kind of sad because Herm Edwards does have a good reputation. Like, he's a, everybody likes him around around the football, uh, the football world. So. It is kind of sad that it comes to that point, but um, yeah, that, that's definitely crazy. And then we also got some, we'll talk a little bit about the Heisman frontrunners here and some just some stuff going on there. But first thing, Oklahoma dropping to Kansas State. Uh, our old friend Adrian Martinez, five total touchdowns in the game, four on the ground. Uh, Deuce Vaughn had over 100 yards. There was actually no turnovers in this game, um, and that was kind of always the knock with Adrian Martinez. You saw the talent, you see he was a dual threat guy, but he just turned the ball over so much. and Kansas State was a team this year with Martinez coming in that were kind of like, okay, uh, you know, if he doesn't turn the ball over, they can be decent. They came off a bad loss from Tulane say, right before Oklahoma. Loss too. Um, yeah. You think they were definitely kind of looking towards the Oklahoma game, but good for Kansas State going into Norman and upsetting. They've had some success
1: there too. Like, it maybe not winning games, but they've played Oklahoma, uh, it, you know, played them very, very tough. In Norman and in Manhattan, so they've played them really well. So so good for them. Uh, Chris Klein, uh, good good W for him. Uh, k State's a, a you know they're a decent program. Uh, they're not going to wow you really with anything. They're just going to play fundamental football. And like you said, no turnovers in a game. And and some you know sometimes they have that. Uh, uh, Oklahoma's got that defense that sometimes just isn't there. You think they got it cleaned up with their new head coach, but it's still early. Obviously it's not his recruit. So um you know, their quarterback situation Oklahoma isn't the best. But I mean, the
0: quarterback didn't play bad this game. I mean he had a decent game. Gabriel. Um, yeah, he didn't throw any picks. They sure. said that they said there were some balls that he would definitely want back, but
1: Yeah, it's, I mean he scored thirty four points. he definitely got yeah, win that game, absolutely. Right?
0: Um Carter. you got anything to say on that game or anything like that, or not really? Not not much. All I know is I got burdened
2: on the gambling side of that game. Um, Looking at a number six team at home against Notre Kansas State, so... Of course, I hit them on
0: the live line and took a took a big loss. Well, you, but then, okay. You want to talk about a bad beat? I took Arkansas to finish out a parlay and they missed it off the top of the goal post. So, uh, oh yeah, God, that was. That was we'll get into that because that was part of our picks from last week. We'll talk about that game. Uh, um, the just the interesting thing I want to talk about uh, Jeff Collins from Georgia Tech getting fired. They also fired the athletic director. Uh, he got axed as well. So, I mean that you know who's going to make the hiring. -hmm. Who's going to make the hire? So that could be a little bit different. Um, And that's
1: crazy. Like for Josh Pastner as the basketball coach there, like is that? (laughs) Does
0: he report to? Yeah, like like,
1: is that? Is he worried about his job? That's the difficulty about being at a. I would say Georgia Tech is more of a football school than it is a basketball school.
0: And Georgia Tech is kind of like the badge in the fact that it's a decent area for recruiting, but it's tough academically to get people in. Um, In terms of candidates that they're kind of looking at, it's very close to kind of what we talked about with Arizona State. The Bill O'Brien link is there. Um, Jamie Chadwell, the Coastal Carolina head coach, is there. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall is a the guy they talked Old about.
2: River, v- West, Virginia, former Virginia and BYU. Yep.
0: Um, Tom Herman, we talked about him. Matt Rule, and then also Dan Mullen, another guy who's out. But uh, they're also looking at the the Georgia assistant, maybe uh, Del McGee. He's the running back's coach there, but somebody obviously who knows the area uh, coaching now, at Georgia.
1: Now, Jeff Collins was the coach who took him from the, the Paul Johnson area where they were running. Uh, triple option and we're successful and we're successful for a long time, but it started to kind of fade out. Jeff Collins is his take. So when you're talking, I think it's his third year, possibly his fourth year there. I think it's his fourth. Yeah. You, you're, you're not only talking about taking a new program, you're completely like there couldn't be any um, different ends of the spectrum when you're taking a team that's in running triple option to a team that's running just their normal offense, just, I mean four years of recruiting, three years of recruiting just to get the type of players that I mean, so that that was that was a difficult
0: thing. It, it kinda s- seems like he'd set up to fail. Ten and twenty eight. Yeah, his uh, no, coaching good. tenor inherited team that was seven and six and I mean here's to tell you how consistent Georgia Tech was twenty bowl appearances in twenty two years before he got there, so was a program that was, you know, fairly they, they, fairly relevant. Um, they were a niche. You know, played for an ACC championship once, uh, and then way back when they were they were competing for national championships in Notre Dame a long time ago. But Carter, you can get on in this. So good program. Do you have any?
1: Nick, Can you name two NFL wide receivers, big time wide receivers, that came out of Georgia Tech during the triple threat
2: option era? I have one. One. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say I know one. Uh, I I'm not sure if it was. Out of the triple option, but Megatron. Yeah. Megatron. Yep, yeah, that was yep. me, my guy.
0: Yep. I feel like... He just... There, was was Marius Thomas that just yeah. passed away. Demarius Demarius Thomas. Thomas is
2: yep. also
1: part of that. Um, where you're going out and getting this talent, and you're not even using
0: them. Well, that's what I remember when Megatron was the number one pick, and they're like, well, you look at his stats, and they aren't even very good. But, I mean, it, the dude was... I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So you can't argue with it, but yeah. Or, I mean, it's I mean, just another big... Power Five program though that somebody gets fired and we're not even in November yet. I mean, not even in October. So just interesting. At least he wasn't fired walking off the field. That's they sure. handled it correctly. <laughs> Shout out to Arizona State. The athletic director had more job security at, at uh, Arizona State than
1: Georgia Tech. It just reminds me of Scott Frost just sliding down the sliding down the uh, the stairs, the railing on the stairs on his butt, just sliding down it first day out, just having a ball, you know, paid me $15 million to to fire me, kind of like uh, uh, Orgeron said, you
0: know, yep. I was just take, take my money. Yep. Where, where, where's the door, and when do you want me to leave? <laughs> yep,
2: exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: the other thing going on here, uh, we talked about it in the last podcast. I said I saw USC as a potential team to be that fourth team that gets in the playoff they had a tough game at with Oregon State. Oregon State is a program that is getting better, and they're definitely not just a rollover like they've been in the past. And I believe they won 17 to 14 or Can something like that. And you know like this that. how? Did you see any of the game? Oregon State? Yeah. Did you see any of the game? Well, I didn't did see the USC? game, but I mean, I well, paid have a, attention to Oregon did, State a little, Did you
1: but. have a possibility to see any of this game? No. Oh, no, okay. I was too
0: busy watching Aaron Judge strike out walk or something. Are you kidding me, ESPN?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: that's that's pretty pathetic. Well, just, I mean, Fox Sports didn't have it on. CBS, I mean, they're nobody. The, they're the number 16, 16 in the, in the country. country. doesn't make sense. And it's a 10 o'clock game. You don't have a lot of options. Duke and Kansas were on it. It's West
2: so Coast I just had the chance to watch it. Uh, my buddy, shout out to my buddy who has Spectrum. He let me watch it on his account. Um, what channel
0: was it on? At
2: twelve network. Yep. YouTube. The, the TV um Caleb Williams looked atrocious until his last drive. Okay. I mean, I think it was like in the forty percent range for completion
1: percentage the entire game. Okay. And then the last drive, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was a prevent or what, uh, but he was playing it all over the place and looked like Caleb Williams of the old, so... And that's, uh, that's kind of how he plays. It should be I've, Badger's
0: quarterback. Like, I've, I've,
1: you know, obviously there was a bit last year, I, I think it was the, um, he came in... Texas? He, he then, came in in the Texas game, Texas. but I think he played in the Kansas game, Oklahoma-Kansas game, where he was awful for quarters,
0: multiple quarters, and then just all of a sudden, he like hits something. I mean, Lincoln Riley knows them. No, right no, you they, they work it. well I together. It. I just and you know the thing is with Lincoln Riley, just you can never tell if they're going to play defense or not. So yeah. I mean, I, if USC holds teams to under you know 24, 28 points, I'm feeling confident that they're going to win. Right. right. Um, and win your clunkers. I mean, the Pac-12 was proven to be better this year than what we thought, but I still think that USC is the favorite, and if they win that Pac-12, yeah. going undefeated for sure. Or maybe one loss and win the Pac-12 championship. They they could be that fourteen because I I think Oklahoma Oklahoma losing their. I feel like they got to go undefeated. I I do too. I mean, some crazy
1: stuff you have to. They will take two one loss SEC teams um, if they have to. They'll take two Big Ten. Uh, teams, if they have to. The problem is, is Michigan and Ohio State are both on the same side, so one of them's not winning the conference, right, and, it's and a, that's not going to be good. It's
0: it's a TV show, so they're going to do whatever yeah. they can to get as many regions. Right, uh, oh, I get you know. it. I, I get mean, that's why they're going to twelve teams. They want to get more viewers. Uh, but and then just looking at the last the last thing written down here, uh, just some hype. Some people around the Heisman, uh, CJ Stroud is the favorite right now for Ohio State. I mean, he looked really good against the Badgers, but. I mean, the Badgers against Ohio State is just never usually very good. Um, obviously, you have Young from Alabama. He won last year. He's got to do stuff spectacular to win again. Yeah. But two other guys that are starting to kind of rise up uh, and come out of nowhere, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Tennessee looks really good, and Hendon Hooker's a big reason for that. Yeah. Um, and then also, if if the Rock Truck Jayhawks no. keep coming. No, no, I'm, I, not, no it's not happening. Stop them. It's I, not happy. It, it is being talked about that Jalen Daniels not. right now is, is – up in the Heisman conversation because they're playing well and he's playing well. I yeah, I, I well, don't think it's going to happen. No, because it's. Not, I'm just telling you. It's not that, going to. That's what people are saying. You can't argue with other people what they're saying. No, no,
1: no. Uh, they, they clearly don't know anything about college football if they're talking about him as a Heisman hopeful.
0: Well, he's a hopeful. He's not going to win. He's not even being invited to New York. No, but he's not. C.J. Stroud is the favorite right now, and then you obviously have Young, and then I I mean, Hendon Hooker. If Tennessee keeps winning games, you could see it happen because they kind of have come from nowhere and they like the story of that. Tennessee, though,
1: if if Hendon Hooker keeps playing the way he's, he's probably the front runner if they win games because he's going to play against Alabama, against Georgia. Georgia. And then they have? There's another SEC
0: team. Who's really good. Kentucky. Yes. Kentucky. Um, I think if Tennessee beats Kentucky, and they could, I mean, they have the weapons to beat Alabama. They could. Hendon Hooker will win the highest. Yes, I, they're not going to be Georgia, but I think they could. I could see them beating Alabama. and I could see them beating Kentucky. Carter, what do you think about this? You think uh, Stetson Bennett should be in that
1: conversation? I mean, he's not. He's not the the prototypical Heisman type player, but if he's putting up the numbers, he's on the number one team in the country. Why not Stetson Bennett? You, you know you got a
2: good point there Michael one name I wanted to throw out there too that just we're talking about but Caleb Williams right now he's the number three guy um, as far as odds go but I'm I mean, by no means a college expert here but
0: I, Georgia obviously they played uh, who did they play week one Oregon right yeah <laughs> they them yeah played on they, they played the JV team yeah it's just gonna come down to the the big games how he looks I mean, so far, it's been tough. I think after the Oregon game, um, they really didn't play anybody except for right. was it Kent State last week who gave them a, run, a little run for their money early on there. Scored the most points that the teams put up all year,
1: but again, yeah, that's, Georgia, that's yeah. against Georgia's defense, and which I'm, I, Georgia's defense is amazing. But Stetson Bennett did yep. just fine against Kent State. I can follow up his stats. I'm, and you it's know, sixteen right now. I'm seeing so he's right up there with. And then him and Hendon Hooker have the same odds. Mm-hmm.
2: So obviously he's, he's he's being looked at as well. Um, what's the what's the stud tight end they got? there? Bowers. Bowers, Brock, Brock Bowers. Bowers, yeah. 80 yard run right away in the first. Yeah. He yeah, he's so he's different. He, he, he's, he's going to uh, be a guy to watch in the NFL. I mean, he's going to be a stud. A
1: non-quarterback to to look
2: at uh, back to USC
1: is Jordan Addison. Yep. Um electric. Uh, just he—he is—he is, he is a, a difference
2: maker at at the wide receiver position. Yep. Another guy I want to throw in as a non-quarterback is Blake Corum. I mean, he just went off this last week against uh, was it Rutgers for Michigan? No, no. Uh, who did Michigan? Uh, Maryland. 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 Yep, you're right, Maryland. But no, I think he was over 200 yards rushing. He yeah, pretty much single-handedly lifted those guys to that win. So
0: yeah, Michigan struggled. They they struggled yeah, for a little bit. I think it was 17 to 13 at half or something like yeah. that. So right. They um, set off a few big runs there to, to get them over the hump. Uh, so Blake Corum, I, I
1: think is a guy you got to look at for sure. They have him at 40 to one. I'm looking at it right now. Sure. Uh, so. Yeah, I can
0: definitely see
1: him in that in that running.
0: You know. I think it's more exciting, obviously, in the Heisman when there when there is other guys who have chance other than quarterbacks. But just because, like it, you know, the the quarterback is the easiest position to choose, just because they get the ball every single time. They really, their play, no matter what game it, decides if they win or lose the game. But when I you, have other, when you have other guys like the Devonte Smith or you know running backs, it's it's just a little more fun because they don't get as many opportunities. So it's like they really made the best of their opportunity.
1: Yeah, and that's just kind of how the game is. Yeah. That's it's football. It's, it's spread. It's your MVPs are quarterbacks in the NFL, and your Heisman's are are uh, uh, quarterbacks in the in college. That's just kind of how it's been lately. I mean, like you said, you do have your, you know, Devonte Smith and, and types like that, but um, that's just kind of how it's how it's been lately.
0: I mean, any other headlines or anything we're missing from from this week here? or No. Uh, talk
1: about a bad beat, Oregon we'll, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll oh. get into that. We've got to go down the list. Oh, the okay. We'll get okay. into that. All right. Are, are we good to go into picks? Well, we're done with Heisman. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Heisman. So. All right, so let's move on to our picks here from uh, from week four. Michael, if you just want to give a records update, what we were going into the week. So I was 9-8. and eight. Trace was 7-10 and 10
1: going into the week. Um, Our first game was Baylor, Iowa State. Trace and I both took Baylor in that game. Uh, they did win, was it 31-24? Correct. I think yeah, it got right. a little
0: closer yeah. at the end there. Yeah, but, Iowa State uh, scored with like two minutes to go. Made it an interesting right, game a little bit. Right. But Baylor kind of controlled that game from the they second did. half. They um, did. You know, I'll talk about Baylor just because they're my team a little bit. But I, Blake Shapen looks really good. I mean, he has done everything. I've said it before. He's done everything that they've asked him to do. Um, but the the better and better that he looks, the better it is for Baylor because they they are really... We talked about it earlier. They don't have great skill positions. They are getting a, uh, a running back from I can't remember his name. Uh, he's playing better, and I think he had 85 yards and a touchdown this game. But Reese. Um, yeah, Reese. But shape in this game, 19 to 26. That's a 73 percent completion percentage, 238 and three touchdowns against a very good defense. And,
1: and against it, a very good defense, Matt Green.
0: Campbell has made it really hard to go into Iowa State. and went to they held Iowa to seven points, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Iowa State did.
1: Yeah. Iowa State held Iowa to seven points. No, I, I, I'm kidding.
0: Uh,
1: Iowa State is a very good defense,
0: though. Um, so, yeah, uh, I you know, I feel good about Baylor going forward here. They're up to 16 in the country. Um, the running back is Richard Reese. He's averaging six yards a carry right now. So, impressive. The, the, the running backs was kind of a question mark for them. Uh, but... Dave aranda has got to be happy with the offense. Then we've talked about before because Dave Aranda's a defensive-minded guy. They're always going to feel good about their defense, and right. they, you know, they just they do all the little things well right now. And that's sure. that's helping them down the line.
1: Carter, anything on the on the Baylor Iowa staking? Nope, nothing there. Okay. I've been kind of following Baylor as a secondary
2: fan because they're Trace's Steve this year. So okay. Okay. I, how to watch. I think their only loss is... And BYU on that
0: really tough Yeah, and in an overtime game, nobody wanted to win. Yep.
1: So and, I think they're looking very strong here. And right it now. was in altitude. Yep. It's always yep. tough going to altitude. Yep. So, late night game. Uh, next one was Clemson, minus 7 at Wake Forest. We both took Wake Forest. The second this game went into overtime, I knew we had won the bet. So I was very happy with that. Uh, Clemson did win 51-45. DJ Ungolalele. I think I just it's aced so, it's, that. it's something. I think yeah. I just aced I that. It's different
0: every time I say um, it.
1: Um very good game. Fifty one forty
0: five. Uh these
1: defenses couldn't stop a
0: nosebleed. But, um, I just want to point out yeah. one thing here. I should get 1.5 wins out of this because I said it was going to be a shootout, and Michael said, it's not going to be a shootout. <laughs> this game is going to be a 24-20 game. 28-24. I, I said it's going to be a shootout, and it's flipping
1: once. The second Wake started scoring touchdowns, I was like, shit, I'm in trouble. Sam Hartman's a
0: good quarterback. He is. He's he is. a very good um, quarterback. I just, every game that Wake plays is going to be Clemson
1: high had game. just, the, defend, the, the defense, the vaunted defense. They were... Their secondaries got problems. although like, they were just... It was slicing them like butter. It was wide open all the time. It was crazy. It was crazy. I didn't get to see a lot of the game um, because I was watching more President's Cup, um, but I was kind of following the score and then randomly, um, you know, just kind of checked in. But, yeah, Clemson um, does win the game, but Wake Forest uh, does cover.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of this game. It was the first game I watched when I got home. Um, But Clemson has to feel good that... DJ did look better because I yes. mean it, it has been a struggle for him. He's thrown yes. his tenth touchdown of the year. He only threw nine last year, so they got to feel better about him doing that. Uh, the running back didn't look as good. Uh, it's stayed. shipley shipley yeah i mean he I had think, 20 for one. well they said they said he had one good run early but just other than that yeah. didn't do a whole lot he did have a
1: 53 yard yeah
0: so what then 19 for 51 yeah um, which isn't great but clemson's got to feel a little bit better that dj looked better i mean that is a vaulted wake forest defense <laughs> yeah i think they probably haven't <laughs> given up 35 a game carter did you watch any
1: of this game i did not little bit of scoreboard watching there. I did look
2: up the box score and see that there were 11 total passing touchdowns in that game. So yeah. that's a little crazy. But yeah,
1: they were they were spreading it out. They yeah. definitely were spreading it out. Yep. Um, like I said, it, it's as a Clemson. Fan, it was good to see DJ um, start to start to play well and make some plays in that game. Uh, next one we had Florida. At Tennessee, Tennessee favored by eleven. Uh, Trace and I both took Florida. Um, Florida ended up keeping it close. Got got a little. It was Talk it here. was close here, here, early. Here's
0: your first bad beat of the day. Here, if you took no, not for all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you yeah. took yeah, uh, if you took Tennessee here, bad right. beat, bad beat. Right. But anyways, keep going. Yeah. So Florida,
1: um, it was kind of back and forth a little bit at the beginning. Um, I think it was like 24-21 before too late or two touchdowns in the third quarter by uh, Tennessee to make this 31, 30, sorry, 38-21. two um, late touchdowns for Florida. Also got an onside. Did you see that? Did they had Tennessee fans shaking a, in their boots a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he had like an onside, like it was like a jump man type catch in it. It was awesome. But you can't advance that ball on the onside kick. Correct. Um, only, Yeah, only for the defense. Right. But um, Tennessee did um, win the game, 38-33, but Florida uh, gets the cover. So,
0: yeah, very we, good game. We talked about it a little bit before. Hen, Hen Hooker's been really, really, really good for Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's all the way up to 8 in the country now with this new AP, AP poll. So, Heupel's the coach there, right? Yes. Yeah, sure. so, I mean, he... He's got them going there. And I got to say, Tennessee, when they have the checkered, checkerboard yeah. fans, it, it, it's sweet. Yeah. It, it's an awesome environment and good for Tennessee to be back. I've always kind of liked them a little bit. Um, but they're definitely playing well. And we talked about it a little before. They got some big games coming up later in the year. Uh, but definitely a team that if they get two out of those three games, if they find a way to squeak it out against Alabama, uh, you know, that, that's a big win for the program. And I think they definitely have a chance at playing in a New York Six Bowl. Right, right. Carter, anything on this game? No, I, I got a buddy who was a big Florida fan, and I was kind of just against scoreboard watching, but I completely just shut it out of my mind when it looked like Tennessee was going to run away with it. Yeah. And I got a text from him late in the game saying, hey, you should probably turn this
2: back on. I'm like, <laughs> for what? Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, I mean, I think they had the ball. There there wasn't much time left, but they had a chance. And so good for them for fighting back, and, you know, they always say good teams win, great teams cover, so good cover for you guys. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Richardson at 453 yards.
0: Yeah, yeah so he had over 500 total yards. Um, and just to...
1: That Tennessee defense, a little scared. It is.
0: Scared. Uh, w- one more thing. Tennessee does have a lot of weapons, too. I mean, they have three receivers over 200 receiving yards. And uh, their
1: top receiver was not in that game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cedric, Cedric Tillman. Tillman um, um, was, did not play last But, year. I mean, they have multiple guys who, I mean, their top one, two, three, their top four guys who who have all had five-plus catches average uh, over 14 yards a catch. Yeah. So they definitely have some weapons, and they have a decent running game. Yeah. Um, Looks like Jalen Wright. I mean, he's averaging almost five yards a carry. He's got a couple touchdowns, four on the year, and they have another guy with four. So they're a balanced offense. It's just going to depend if they can cu- – it's just going to depend if they can play defense in those big moments. true sure. And I mean, Hypo being a first-year coach at an SEC school, there's going to be some pressure there that you probably wouldn't see before. either.
1: Yep. Uh, next one was Oregon uh, at Washington State. Oregon favored by five-and-a-half. I took Oregon – you took to Wash. You took Washington State. The Cougs. Um, this game. Oh so God, it got so wild. It, at the end. Washington did. State
0: had control for most of the game. Oh
1: yeah, they did. They they hundred percent did. Um, Bo Nicks threw a bad interception. Bad pick six. Bad you pick six. Yard. And then he
0: also got flagged on the play for a low block. Oh okay. Which hurt them on the but kickoff. Just, so Bo doing Bo Nix things. Angry.
1: Yeah. So. So this game is crazy. Um, they were down, I want to say it was like 20-15. to 15.
0: They being Oregon.
1: Yeah, and yep. Oregon being down 20-15. to 15. Uh, When I say they, you know I'm talking about Oregon. That's my team. That's my de facto team this year. Um, then Washington State scored a touchdown made 27-15. And then Oregon uh, came back, um, had a couple nice uh, plays. A really crazy interception. Yes. That... Looked like it was a fumble, but then I was like, there was no way they're the, calling this the, interception. The last
0: minute of this game was pure insanity. It I didn't get was. to watch it because the Badgers were on. I decided to flip to that, bludgeoning for whatever I, reason. I watched it. I finished this um, game out. So,
1: Oregon ends up taking the lead. Do they get a pick six? They got a pick six. They get a pick six, and they go up.
0: I think it was a weird pick six, too. Like, yeah. it was on a screen, and some yeah, lineman it was jumped the, it yeah, it was Yeah,
1: it was the lineman. Uh, picked it off. Um, they go up forty. Was it forty-four? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay, so they go up. They go up ten. Right. I'm thinking we got the cover. We're good okay. to go. This is a, tr- a game that Trace picked one team. I picked the other. This was the only game where we where we chose different teams. I'm like, I'm gonna get them by one this week. Then they just throw this crazy ass. Uh, ball to um, the receiver, and he gets down to like the two yard line. It was tipped by a defender, and he still catches it. It was crazy. And then they end up scoring a touchdown with maybe it was like five a, it seconds. Was two seconds left. Like it was just that was a that was a rough. All I'm
0: gonna say is Washington.
1: That right there is
0: why I do not bet sports. And the next one is why you don't bet either. But uh, all I'm gonna say is Washington State deserved to cover this game.
1: Well, I mean,
0: they deserve to cover it. They think, led the whole game. Yeah, but
1: well, okay. They deserve
0: to cover. They didn't deserve to win, but they, they deserve to cover. Like Carter just said, great teams win, good teams cover. You said that they
1: want that they led the whole game. They basically well, did. They clearly didn't lead at the end because they lost, and they also didn't lead on the possession before it when they were up two scores.
0: They deserved to cover. So yeah. I, I don't know. Twenty
1: looks like twenty-nine points in the
2: fourth.
0: In the fourth, quarter. yeah, and both
1: Knicks. Yeah. You know, you had you you were making fun of the bowl play, but then Bo Nix ended up making some plays. in There's that always
0: game. gonna be a couple bonehead plays from Bo. Yeah, well, you could, if I could bet on that, I would. Because it's gonna happen every time.
1: Bo, the bonehead, Bo Nix. Yeah. Like it's just that's what he does. But he ended up doing what he needed to do. Oregon got the win, and it keeps him. It keeps him in the Pac-12. Uh, Pac-12 run. Very difficult place to play. Washington State Pullman. That place was electric.
0: Yeah, and Washington State's proof they, they're good this year. I mean, they're not a bad team at all.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember us talking about the um, the wide receivers, uh, Demarius Thomas and um, Calvin Johnson, how they were used in offense. Cam Cam Ward, who's slinging it all over the place, uh, ran the wing tee. Never threw the ball in top in high school. <laughs> And then, and then goes to exactly. San Houston State. Like that's crazy. that's crazy. That's hmm. crazy. Carter, did you, did you pay attention to this game at all? I did not. Looks like over a thousand yards of offense. So great, <laughs> great fun game to watch. <laughs> not for none of your defensive fans, but uh, yeah. The the yeah. biggest thing about this game was it was it was just all up tempo all the time. And every time you look like. Oregon was, was moving the ball inside the 10, inside the 20, had to pick six, move the ball again. Then every time they had it, they just moved it. Like anytime they got down two scores, the next thing you it was back down to a one score game. So they were moving the ball. Um, With a pretty Chip Kelly esque type of Oregon offense? You know, I, I don't even know who the offensive coordinator is. It's somebody new. Um, but there, there's some talent out there. Uh, there, there are some guys, uh, there's a, uh, Tony, Tony Ferguson, something Ferguson. Uh, the wide receiver is playing really well for him. Um, let me look at his stats, what he had, uh, Franklin, Troy Franklin. He had, uh, five for 137 and a touchdown. Um, they had another guy with seven for 84 and that guy with five was 72. So they were getting some things done and they had two guys over 70 yards rushing. So. They, they were moving the ball.
0: Real quick, one thing we did forget, the old uh, old coach of Oregon, Mario Cristobal, had a hell of a week this week at Miami. We won't get deep into that, but Miami upset by middle Tennessee. That,
1: that uh, wasn't they – weren't, they weren't upset. They,
0: they were just – Well, it's an upset, but they got killed. They, they were
1: beaten. They were yeah. beaten yeah. bad. They were beaten bad. Next one was Arkansas versus Texas A&M. We both took Arkansas – uh, Texas A&M was favored by two and a half.
0: Um, it was a cover. We got that right. It was a cover. They lost by two.
3: Yeah, we did.
0: Yeah, so we I got this one right. Uh, this was a. So no, you did. did it. You had our right. You
3: hit it right. Which one we get wrong then?
0: Well, you got this one wrong. Yeah. So so you were six and zero. Oh, I was five and one. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, but anyways, this game. Really weird game. Uh Arkansas had a fumble on the one-yard line that was ran back in a really weird play uh, for a Texas A&M touchdown. And then if you just put on the last seconds of the game, I've never seen a kick missed by off the top of the post. Uh, Harder, that did that you was see crazy. This? this was part of a parlay I had, and it cost me, I think I've only bet a dollar, but I would have won eight on the parlay everybody else covered. And then this <laughs> botches off because I just did money line. Yeah. And this botches off the top of the post. I've never seen that. We probably won't see it again for 50 years. Yeah, I was actually watching this game, and that was brutal. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain it. It might even be worse than the double doink. But, <laughs> but,
2: but yeah, that's just terrible. But, like you said, Trace, that, that play where they ran back the uh, the fumble for a touchdown was the turning point in the game, obviously. Um, I, K.J. Jefferson was... Trying to do some sort of Cam Newton Superman yep. type stuff, yeah. About the three yard line and got the ball punched out, and heads up play by the A and M player to hand it off to his buddy to take it in for a touchdown. Yeah. But I mean, if you think Arkansas punches that in, it's twenty one seven with exactly on the second quarter. It's a completely different ball game with that that big body KJ Jefferson running at you down two scores. And they got a really nice running back, Raheem Sanders. He he looked pretty good in that game as well. So, I mean, yeah, without that without that dive over the top, I think Arkansas wins that game
0: and wins over it probably top. pretty yeah. easily. Well, and yeah. and we've talked about it on this podcast before. This is the difference between college and NFL. If they don't punch it in in college nearly as much as you do see in the NFL. If they punch it in, like you said, Carter, that's that's you know, this is a huge turning point in the game. And it was a crazy play just for Texan to run it back. But if they don't. If they punch that in to play a different game, Arkansas probably wins. Yeah, I I, I I, definitely think Arkansas wins because
1: if you're up two scores in that point, um, you're forcing Texas A&M to have to throw the ball more. I don't think that's how Texas A&M wants to play. They
2: don't feel very good about
0: their
1: offense. Here's a step. 54
2: carries as a team for 244 yards. average <laughs> four and a half yards a carry, I mean – you're and down two scores in the second half and you've got to stop the run that many
1: times, good luck. Exactly, exactly. And after that play, before they ended up scoring, because this was 23-14, um, before they ended up scoring a touchdown, got to stop, and then drove it down again, um, they they had nothing in the middle of this game. So if, if they have that 14-point lead, keep running the ball, whereas they kind of felt they had to start throwing it a little bit more because they got down nine, like how Texas A&M would have been if they were down 21-7, it would have, uh, it, I think it, it changes the game even in that aspect as well. Yep. And if you looked, I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys watched the whole thing, but to get back in the game in the second half, they started running the ball again to have much success. Uh, but like you said, they
2: got. it seemed like they got impatient when they got down in the game, and that's what ended up costing them in the end, because they were trying to throw it. And Arkansas looked like they just wanted to run it right down their throat and kind of got away from that for too long. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and one last thing about this game. I believe at the end, either Jefferson took a sack or there was a bad snap or something that kicked them a little farther back out There's of field goal snap. range. It was a bad snap. And it probably would have been like a, a 30, 33, 35 yarder, and then that bad snap happens, pushes back to forty two. If it's not as far back, I mean that kick doesn't go over the post; it's going right down the middle. So and if that okay, so if he gets
1: two more two more feet on that on the height on that ball,
0: foot. and that goes over and that goes over the the post, it's and, good. And that, right, like it's it? good because yeah. didn't hit anything. So the refs just see that went over and went through. Right, it. right.
1: It was I've never seen a ball. Hit a crossbar that high up, yeah, that and come brutal. back. And, yeah, and that was brutal. Was that as t-
0: that was a time? Roll. Time was over. No, I think there was like twenty seconds left. Okay, but that was a rush. Gotcha. I, I threw the Roku after that one. That one pissed me off. There was time. a minute and a half left, but all the it had was over. Yeah, just feeling the there thinking run out the clock. Gotcha.
1: So yeah, we did. We definitely. Um, we still. Half. We still. We still covered in that one. I was wrong. I was by thinking half. we didn't. So yeah, Trace went six and all. I went five and one. And the last one was Wisconsin, Ohio State. Ohio State favored by eighteen and a half. Um,
0: All right, I'm gonna go first. I much to say about this game. This is exactly how I thought it would go. I was uh, I was gonna Clay, start it off with. This is exactly how I thought this game was gonna go. Clay Coniff getting hurt was a big loss for the ba- big loss for the Badgers. Really, the only thing that you could hope for in these type of games is that nobody impactful gets yeah. hurt. And the last thing, ESPN, you need to do a better job at going after who your impact players are because Logan Brown was your impact player on the Badgers for the offense. Might literally be the worst five star. Football player I've ever seen in my life, and but you literally put him in there because he's a five star. That, exactly, that is pathetic. Because do some more research. I don't care if you put Graham Mertz up there. And, and he doesn't even awesome. start. He only started because someone got someone hurt. hurt.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. I understand. Carter, what did you think about this game? Did you watch this one at all? I,
2: I think I watched the first three drives for Ohio State. Yeah. And off because I'm like, this
3: is a waste of my time. I mean. Yeah. It, it looked like men against boys in the, those first three drives for Ohio State. You knew there was no way that game
2: was going to be close. And but the Badgers when, you know, obviously their bread and butters their run game. So when they fall behind by three scores, it's, it's not right. bad.
1: I wasn't even so concerned about how Wisconsin's offense was playing. What worried me, which I I had a feeling was going to happen, but I was a, I was still surprised with the ease that Ohio State moved the ball against them. I I, I felt like it was going to be a slow drip, like at some point it was going to happen, and they were going to get to 38, 41, something like that. Um, They scored touchdowns on the first four drives. Like, it it happened pretty damn quickly, Um, and that, to me, is what shows you the difference between those two teams. I do think it was a bit of... Everything was going well for Ohio State. everything was going poorly for Wisconsin and if roles were reversed, it would have been a close game if everything was going well for Wisconsin and not so much for Ohio State. but because of the way it went and the disparity with the talent, it just it it was and it was
3: not it was not a fun watch for Ohio state they were without their best receiver that Smith and Chibble, I yeah just, I mean.
2: So I mean, you add another
0: first-round NFL receiver into that mix, right? I mean, that could have been even more ugly. Yeah. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is out there with a the frickin' watch on. I mean, he's yeah. that's how concerned he was about that game. He's, mm-hmm. he's got an Apple Watch on his wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, it just
1: Ohio State's just on a different a different level, and I feel like sometimes you know Ohio State when they play like Michigan. Well, not not so much Michigan State, but like Penn State. Defensively, they kind of give them a a difficult time uh, making uh, Ohio State work hard. I think that the difficulty for Wisconsin is they had young corners; they weren't playing press coverage. They were playing zone, and Stroud just picked them apart. Um, You know, I think that the way you have to keep up with that team is pressure those those um, wide receivers and hope you don't give up big plays. But good good luck. that's why Ohio State's in that top three-four conversation. Um, they're going to have a tough time with Michigan. Penn State always plays them tough, but they're just anybody in the West. There's no no competition uh, for Ohio State when Ohio State is
0: playing well. All right. So to wrap up our our picks here again, I went six and all a perfect week. Uh, Should have threw that in a parlay, um, but. Uh, Michael went five and one. The people who sent in our picks. Cody Big Dog KSL fourteen bounces back with a five and one week. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't remember if he took a goose egg in NFL or college football, but either either way, last week was not a good week for Cody. He NFL. bounced NFL, NFL, but either way, did he bounced back with a five and one week? Pens, he went four and two, <coughs> another solid week for you, Rob. His first week, the third Barrow uh, went two and four. He's not a big as big college football guy. He's more NFL. He's learning. He's learning. Two He's and four get for Rob. There. Uh, what does that put us at for our for our totals of the year?
1: Totals right now, I am at fourteen and nine. You were at thirteen and ten. Coming back. Coming yeah, back. thirteen and ten. Do we got totals for everybody else, or Cody Three. is six and five. Uh, and I don't have I don't have. Penns is four and two. That was this week. That was somewhere. this week. We yeah.
0: added them up. It's somewhere in there. You should put it in the next page. Uh-huh. We'll find it. Anyways, uh Rob's two and four. I'll get Penz's total here real quick, but let's move on to this week. I think bit. Cody's six and five and Penz is six and five. Okay. All right. We'll we'll move on to this week here. What do we got for games? So, real quick, we have Washington minus three and a
1: half at
0: UCLA. This is a Friday night game. This wow. is uh this is why the game was in here because it's a somewhat interesting Friday night game, why not? Carter, uh, we'll let Carter lead us Carter, yeah, what, what do you got? What are you
1: thinking? Washington, UCLA. At UCLA, I mean, probably it's could fun. have... It's a Washington home game. Ten to 15,000 fans here, maybe. It's a Washington home game. Friday night in LA, Pasadena.
2: Um, so, obviously, I, I don't know too much about these teams, but uh, I'm taking Washington minus 3.5. Um, their quarterback, uh P-Mip. I don't know Penix. how to say his name, is the number one, uh, number one in pass yards in the nation. So anytime you got a guy that can back get back there and swing it, uh, I like that. So we'll take
0: Washington. To, uh, do you know where he came from, Carter? Where he's a transfer out of? No, I don't. Indiana. When Indiana yeah. was really good a couple years ago, he was yep. their quarterback. COVID then. year, he was yep. their okay. quarterback. Then he got injured. Okay.
2: Yep. So, um, yeah, give me the Huskies. Yep.
0: I, uh, I'm going to take the, the Huskies as well. Just a couple of my notes I have here. UCLA atmosphere is a thumbs down, uh, so I don't think that's much of a problem. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, UCLA in the Chip Kelly era has struggled to put full games together. They either start really strong and end bad, or they start slow and end good. Uh, so I think Washington is just a more complete football team, and I trust their defense more.
1: Yeah, I think I, I'm going with Washington as well. Um, they're kind of a surprise right now. They, you are. Know, they They've had um, have had some tough years. They hired uh, Chris Peterson left. They got Jimmy Lake. Uh, Jimmy Lake was there like a year, maybe two. Left. So now they have a new coach. Oh, Where did he go? He, he got fired. Okay. Yeah. So he, he didn't leave. No. No. He, <laughs> he, he, he got asked. he got fired. He got asked. because he was so bad. Um. So I feel like their coach was like Kalen, Kalen DeBoer or Sounds something right. like yeah. that. Um, Weird name. But um, UCLA. I just. They, they strike me as a team that um, is kind of just
0: waiting for the
1: Big Ten. They're a 7-5 like,
0: or 8-4 team, probably.
1: I don't even think they're in that
0: range. Both teams are 4-0 oh, going into the year. You know, UCLA the, hasn't, hasn't really tested
1: themselves. No. But. I mean, they did need a game-winning field goal to beat South Alabama a couple weeks ago yeah. and then celebrated like they won the national championship. <laughs> you know, you beat South Alabama at home – in front of 5,000 fans, you can't be celebrating like that. You got to act like you've been there, done that. Um, I, I don't, I don't like UCLA by any any bit. Um, I think Washington's the better team, and, the, and they'll prove that. So I like Washington.
0: Okay, so we're all taking Washington.
1: Yes. Next one, we've got Illinois at Wisconsin.
0: <clears throat> Wisconsin favored by seven and a half. What do you got, Trace? Uh, I will actually be at this game. Uh, I'm excited. I'm sorry. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be too hot. I'm sorry. Um, but I'm going to take the Badgers minus seven and a half. I think they win by ten. Uh, I think it's going to be close for most of the game. Bielema knows the Badgers. Illinois run defense is kind of their strength defensively. They they only average giving up 87 yards a game. Um, and if this is going to happen, the pass passing game needs to be good for the Badgers. And I mean. Other than the really other than Ohio State, Mertz hasn't played battle here. I think the Badgers want this one, they want to bounce back. Uh, I'm going to take the Badgers by 10. They're covering minus seven and a half. Carter, what do you think?
2: Uh, I also got the Badgers minus seven and a half. Uh, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to take a bonus pick here and throw in the under in this game. (laughs) Uh, Chase Brown, running back for Illinois, number one in the country right now with 604 rushing yards, 6.4 yards per carry. Obviously, everybody knows Braylon Allen. Dude's a tank. Number five right now. So I think there's going to be a lot of
1: handing off here. A lot of. I think the clock's going to be moving pretty quick. So I'm going to take Wisconsin minus seven and a half and a bonus pick of the under. What, what what I is the over/under? I believe four
3: four 40, 44? Yes. yes okay. That's,
1: that I believe that's what it was. Okay. I I can I can uh, I can buy into that. You can. You don't have to sell very hard on, on that one. I'll, I'll buy into that. Yeah, 44. I see that as well. Um, I agree. I think I think Wisconsin is, is you know, this may be through red and white colored glasses. I still think they're a decent program. Um, yeah, you know, the game against Washington State got away. They weren't beating Ohio State. Like, it, it just that they're, they're in different categories, right? Like, Oregon and, and Georgia, they're just in different spots. It doesn't mean that Oregon's a bad team. It's just they don't they can't play with Georgia, and I think the same is with Wisconsin and um, the way that Illinois wants to play, I feel like is a strength for Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: it's not going um, after the
1: secondary exactly. So um, I, I I do think Wisconsin covers in this game. I do see it as a. I could easily see a 27-17 game. Vegas that's probably awesome. sees it as a 27-17 game in that range because that's 44 points right there. Um, so hopefully it's like 23-13, something like that, so the under hits. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Wisconsin does cover here 7.5 at home, too. Next one, we've got Kentucky. At Ole Miss, Ole Miss minus seven.
0: You can go first. You and f- and for those of
1: you who don't know uh, college football, Ole Miss is just Mississippi. Yes.
0: I yeah.
1: have no idea why they call them Ole Miss. I don't know. It kind of pisses me off, actually. I like it. Like Hottie toddy. Okay, Hottie toddy. You
0: can lead us off. You haven't let us off yet.
1: I, um, so Kentucky, uh, I believe, is number eight, seven, seven in the country. Uh, where's Ole Miss? 12?
0: Somewhere yes.
1: there? It's in the email. Oh, okay. 14. 14. Okay. Um, Ole Miss wants to run the football, uh, which is kind of weird for Lane Kiffin because he it's wants a different, to – It's a different year from He last throws every, But, yeah, but they are running the football more. I still think that Kentucky's defense is, is very good. Um, obviously, what they did to Florida – um, so I, even though it's on the roll, defense travels. Um, I think Ole Miss edges this game in the 27-24 range, but I like Kentucky uh, covering that, that seven-point spread.
0: All right, well, we're going to stick to the uh, stick to the just copying. I'm going to take Kentucky plus seven as well. I think Ole Miss wins by three to seven. Could possibly be a push. Um, and the reason I'm taking that is the, the Kentucky O-line really struggles. We've talked about that before. They've already given up 16 sacks this year. They gave up four to Northern Illinois last week. Yeah. Uh, so I think Ole Miss wins. They get a late sack. Kentucky doesn't force a whole lot of turnovers. Um, and like you said, Ole Miss likes to run the ball. That's not really Kentucky's strength defensively. They've only last, allowed one passing touchdown this year. Uh, I think a late sack, Ole Miss wins. Kentucky does cover, though. Guys, I also got Kentucky plus seven. Um, just the simple fact that they've already been in a hostile environment in the swamp and, and came through and got a nice win
2: there against Florida. Uh, I think seven points is a lot for, like I said, a team that's already been on the road, got a nice win, and the number seven team in the country. So I, I think plus seven is a nice number for Kentucky there. Do you think Kentucky wins outright? Based on what you guys said, yes. I don't know too much about these two teams, but, um, yeah, sure, we'll go with Kentucky. All right, that works. Fire them up. That works. All right, next game,
0: Michael.
1: Next one is Oklahoma State at Baylor. Baylor favored by two and a half. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Baylor minus two and a half here with Trace's team, um, it's Oklahoma
2: State's first true road game, uh, and they—they've they've only the only team that's worth noting that they beat is Arizona State, and obviously they're... Already, already fired problems. their head coach. <laughs> yeah, they're, I was going to say they're having their problems this year, so first true big road game. Uh, we know it's never tough going on or never easy going on the road, and Baylor's coming off that big win at Iowa State, so
1: I don't, two and a half is a great, great number for people who are betting numbers, people, so uh, I'm going to with the points, minus two and a half with Baylor. I'm actually going to go the other way, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Um, kind of a revenge spot in the Big 12 championship last year. Still, the as I'm watching that play coming to the left side of the screen, I have no idea how that guy didn't get in the end zone. That running back, I have no idea how he didn't get in the end zone. I was so bummed out. I wanted to see that defense Playing the playoff last year probably would have been killed, but whatever. I still would have liked to have seen it. Um, but I do think Oklahoma State in the revenge spot. Um, yes, Baylor has been more tested, but I also think that Baylor, by being more tested, um, is is a bit of a, a body blow game, as they like to say. And, you know, you're playing that tough game against Iowa State. You've already had the game against BYU. I just I think it, it you know they need kind of that cupcake game, and they're not going to get it in Oklahoma State. So I'm taking Oklahoma State, and I'm getting two and a half in it. I'll take it. Give me the points.
0: I'm going to ride with Carter on this one. I'm going to take my Baylor Bears. Uh, I talked earlier about how Blake Shapin's looked really well. I think he delivers again. Uh, Oklahoma State has a good quarterback in Spencer Sanders. He started for four years, or at least played a good amount in four years. But I'm gonna rock Baylor for the same reasons Carter did. Uh, They've played more, you know, they've had some more tests. Uh, Oklahoma State, they played Central Michigan, Arkansas, or Arizona State, and then Arkansas Pine Bluff. Not a big test. Going into Waco's tough. It's only two and a half points. I think Baylor can win by a field goal. Um, I'm gonna take Baylor.
1: Next one, we have Alabama uh, at Arkansas.
0: Alabama favored by 16 and a half. I'm going to take Bama. I'm going to learn my lesson from last year. I think last year Bama and uh, Arkansas played. It was a minus 18 Bama. I said Arkansas, no way. They lose by 18. I think they lost by 40. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take uh, Bama. Arkansas is coming off a tough loss. Bama's fixed some things since the Texas debacle. They killed Vandy last week. They also have a really good run defense. We know that Arkansas likes to run. I'm going to take Alabama 16 and a half. This is also... The small spread, Bama's is going to have all year.
3: Sure.
1: You you think it? Uh, you think they their spread in week six against Texas A&M will be will be smaller than that or will be larger than this?
0: Yeah, I think I think Arkansas. I, I think people know Arkansas better, and they kind of just lost yeah. in a crazy game. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Uh, I too am going to go with Bama. Um, that's a lot of er, that's a lot of points. I just think the biggest thing is Arkansas's secondary is weak, and Alabama, they like I said, their receivers aren't what they've had in the past, but you still have a Heisman winning quarterback. Um, I, I, I think Alabama covers this game uh, probably by 20.
2: All right, I'm excited here. You know, I, I get to be different. But... <laughs> I honestly hate this line of sixteen and a half. So, as a as a betting man, I might wait till later in the week to see if I can get it to seventeen or maybe even seventeen and a half. But at this, I'm still going to take. our I was
1: just going to say, you're making a pick and you get sixteen and a half. What are you doing? <laughs> right, I, I, that's such a bad number, but I'm going to I'm going to take it anyway. Uh, Alabama their last big road game. Struggled against Texas. Obviously, they squeaked one out there. They had 15 penalties in that game in a hostile environment. So, um, I think if Arkansas fans can show up and make it tough for them to
2: play, I think 16 and a half is, is enough. Um, like Trace said, Arkansas is coming off a heartbreaker, but it's not hard to get fired up for Alabama. Like, I mean, every team they're playing is giving them their best shot. So, I think Arkansas is going to bounce back here and I don't see any way they win the game, but I, I think uh, they're going to be great this week to get the cover. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Just to rebuttal that real quick, a couple things you said. Alabama isn't going to have 15 penalties again. Nick Saban is their coach. Um, I think Nick Saban has a little bit of the uh, the 92 dream team in him, where the coach with Chuck Daly has the dream team lose to the college All-Stars. Week one, Chris Weber. Uh, Bobby Hurley they they end up losing to that team Grant Hill they they lose to that team Jordan wasn't playing a lot Magic wasn't playing a lot so I think what and and the reason why he did it was to show that that great talent that they could lose those games I think Saban is like hey we can lose figure your shit out and let's go and that's why I think Alabama's going to pull the doors off yeah, this game. Yeah, and I, I absolutely don't disagree with that. I kind of made my point about maybe wait for that extra half a pointer point or a point. Because obviously 17 or 17 and a half looks a lot more appealing than 16 and a half. But I'll take the points. Let's go Razorbacks. <laughs> Woo pigs, right? Woo pig. Pig suey. Right. Pig suey, yeah. 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 Woo pig suey. John Daly's got a legendary hat that just yeah. says pigs. Yeah. Dude, I hate that. I'm like, how can you wear a hat that just says pigs on it? It's so stupid. But I get it, you know. John you can do whatever you that want. Is, that is true. And he was probably drunk while he was wearing it, so it's fine, right? Diet Cokes. Yeah. It's just Diet Cokes. Just the edge, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next one, we have NC State at Clemson. Clemson
0: favored by 6.5. Is this the college day? The game day? This is. Game day is at Clemson this week. Uh, one thing I'm going to put out there, this we could be playing in a possible monsoon. With uh, mm-hmm. with the hurricane coming up around there, they, there's been talks that this game might even get moved. Uh, game day might not end up going there. But... Yeah, so I'll let you guys do the talk, take your picks considering that, but I know who I'm picking. Got to like the weather games.
1: Um, I like Clemson here. I like them with the cover. Um, You know, DJ is figuring something out. I'm not too impressed by NC State. Yeah, they got a better – their win against Texas Tech looks better. Um, You know, the East Carolina, I get it, it was week one. Um, their their offense just really hasn't impressed a whole lot, and I really think Dabo is going to figure out uh, the defense. Um, the the secondary, even with the troubles, I don't think NC State has the ability to to uh, pick on it or take advantage of it. So I think I'm going Clemson here. Carter, go ahead.
2: Sure. I got Clemson minus six and a half here as well. Um, you beat me to my Hurricane Ian. Uh, <laughs> uh, Weather report? <laughs> yep, you beat me to it. So that, that's great research there, Trace. <laughs> um, Michael mentioned NC State at ECU. Only won by one point. Obviously week one, but still a road game. Uh, never Going to Clemson is never easy. And I'm just going
0: to call them DJU is hot. So I'm sticking with Clemson here, minus six and a half, but... But like Trey said, that, that uh, hurricane weather could be interesting here. Uh, we're going to talk about an NFL game later where there's also some Hurricane and news. But, uh, yeah, go Clemson. Yeah, I had NC State picked earlier today, but I'm, I'm, I switched to Clemson once I you know found out about the hurricane. Um, I think that Clemson is more fitted for this game. I think that uh, Devin Leary has... He's a good he's a good quarterback, but when in a game that's gonna be ground and pound, I just I trust Clemson a lot more. Um, I think this is gonna be more of a defensive game. And then what we talked about earlier, Clemson, you know, we've seen some holes in their defense, but it's in the secondary. So I think with a game that's not really gonna be passing as much, I'm gonna take Clemson minus six and a half as well. Okay. That's
1: that's it for college football.
0: All right, so that wraps up our picks, our college football. Uh, I don't think we're missing anything going on with the week. But, uh, hey, again, send us your picks. You can send it uh, to our email, sports at gmail.com. You can send it to Michael and I. You can tweet at us, two Uh You can do that. You can send it that way. But whatever way you want to do it. Only thing is a college football, it's got to be in by Friday this week because we do have a Friday game on the slate. But uh, with that, we'll move on to the NFL. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Two Bros Talk Sports Podcast. If you're looking for our NFL picks, a recap of Week 3, and our Week 4 picks, uh, go ahead and look at the next episode. We are releasing two episodes this week. Carter will be in that episode as well. We will recap the whole NFL uh, Week 3 results, and we will preview Week 4 as well, uh, as long as with some DraftKings and Daily Fantasy stuff. But Thanks for listening, and uh, definitely give us a like, give us a follow, and check out our next episode focusing on the NFL.